Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 250. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Welcome, Fire Nation. Wouldn't it be cool to be able to listen to your favorite titles instead of reading them? Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. So Fire Nation, you thought getting married was a commitment? Try signing up for a new cell phone plan. Good news. Ting is different than your mobile service provider. Check out Ting today at fire.ting.com and receive a $25 credit. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Athena Yap. Athena, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. (laughs) All right, Athena. Athena started Jack Boy's Dog Bakery in 2007. Before, she worked as an aerospace engineer for 15 years until her passion for doggy trees took over and she quit to focus on Jack Boy's Dog Bakery full-time. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Athena, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. And then tell us about your business. Okay. Um, I grew up in Malaysia at the heart of uh, big city Kuala Lumpur, where the big twin tower is. And uh, I came to United States at 18 to study aerospace engineering. Um, fast forward 15 years later, my last corporate job was as the technical operations manager, working with a team of engineers converting fighter jets into drones for the government. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a big difference from making dog treats. <laughs> yeah, I'd say a little less dangerous. Yes, yes. So now um, I'm the owner of Jack Boy's Dog Bakery, where we make all-natural artisan dog treats and pastries to help pet parents celebrate all happy, loving, and fun lifetime memories with healthy, delicious treats. Mm. And our motto is, it's not just a treat, it's a lifestyle. Um, Our company, we wholesale nationwide uh, to retailers and also major uh, chain stores such as TJ Maxx. Homes, uh, home goods, Marshalls, and also out of our own uh, bakery as well as online. Wow. Well, I'm excited to dive more into this because I have a little doggy story of my own that I'm looking forward to share. But before right. we do, Athena, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So what do you have for us? Okay. Uh, the quote is from Sam Walton, the uh, founder of Walmart. And it's a long one. So I'll quote It's a story about entrepreneurship and risk and hard work and knowing where you want to go and being willing to do what it takes to get there. And it's a story about believing in your idea, even when maybe some other folks don't, and about sticking to your guns. So that's a a powerful quote. It's profound because it reminds us that our journey as an entrepreneur is not a cakewalk even though we make doggy cakes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Good reference. Yeah, but seriously, it keeps me strong in low days. And as we all know, we will have low days, especially the bigger we want to play. Um, it reminds us that we need to have a warrior mentality in business. So Athena, share with Fire Nation how you've had a warrior mentality like you've talked about in this quote. How have you applied this to your life? 
every day there's things that come up that you never planned for and you just have to you know be brave and go for it so give us a specific recent example that was just a really tough situation that you faced and you overcame it because you just said you know what i'm taking that sam walton mentality <laughs> okay, let's see. Well, um, I have been trying to get uh, to work with a major distributor for pet supplies, and um, it, just trying to get to them, it's 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 that's the hardest thing to do. Just knocking at that door and trying to get a call back. So just you know, not backing down. Keep going at it and calling and emailing. And I finally got uh, an appointment to meet with them and the meeting was very successful. So we're just waiting to proceed from there. It's just not backing down and being brave and, you know, not questioning your own um, uh, ability. You are so right, Athena. That is the daily life of an entrepreneur (laughs) is facing those major challenges, getting knocked back, picking yourself back up, getting just one small step forward, maybe making friends with that gatekeeper or, you know, learning the next person up the chain's name, whatever it may be for that entrepreneur step in the right direction. You need to just hold on to that because if you don't focus on the small victories, sometimes those large ones never seem attainable. So powerful quote. Thank you for sharing that little story. And that's kind of the theme that I want to continue on with, Athena. This is a story about your entrepreneurial journey. That's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. We love to hear about failures and challenges and obstacles. So share one with us and how you overcame it. Okay. Um, The most challenging moment was when I quit my job to work on a business full time. I literally decided to quit my job 20 minutes before I got to work that morning because I couldn't take the lifestyle I I was in at that time. Okay. So Athena, take us to that morning. You wake up. Let's, Uh Let's be there. What was your mentality driving to work? Well, I was driving from Corona to Mojave Desert, so that that's like a little over two hours drive. And you probably were not listening to podcasts at the time, <laughs> so it was a tough commute. It was a tough commute, uh, you know, going through the mountains in the deserts. You there's just not a whole lot of connection there. <laughs> so <laughs> all the more reason to have podcasts saved on your iPod. <laughs> uh-huh, absolutely, absolutely. So um, twenty minutes before I got to work, it was uh, it was still very early probably about 6.30 in the morning and um, my bag was breaking from, from the long drive and and I just decided, you know what, this is not the lifestyle I want to be living. And, you know, I already started Jack Boy's Dog Bakery but working on it part-time and pretty much just something snapped and I decided to just do it full time. So what was the steps you took that morning? You decided that you were out of there. What did you do? What is the process of getting extricated from being an aerospace engineer working on <laughs> drone planes? Wow. Well, I, uh, I I walked in my office. I typed uh, my resignation letter. Oh, see, I just Googled sample resignation letter and printed that off. <laughs> Well, well, I've I've quit several times before, so I already have a template. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I typed in my resignation letter. Uh, my the director of operations came in as he does all the time. He came in, sat down to chat, and I closed the door behind him. And he goes, "Whoa!" <laughs> and he, yes, that's exactly what he said. He's like, "Uh oh, what's wrong?" And I handed him the letter. And he asked if I have something else lined up. I just said, no, I'm just going to work on my business full time. 
Wow. I love that story. So you get back in your car, driving two hours back to Corona. What's going through your mind at this point? Well, I actually stayed the whole day and um, pretty much was uh, calling to the uh, the president's office and also another manager's office. They're trying to convince me to stay. So it was it was very tempting. You're like, you would have paid me that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it was, you know, it was a tug of war there, but I, I, I knew what I needed to do and what I wanted to do moving forward for, you know, I would, I won't say for the rest of my life, but at that time it felt like it was for the rest of my life. So Athena, you stuck to your guns, you walked out that door at the end of the day or whenever that was that last day for you. Take us to the time when you're actually now in Corona or wherever you decided to launch Jack's Dog Bakery. Well, you had already launched it, but when you actually decided to put your first full week in, what was that like, that first full week of having nothing else but the focus on this passion of yours? It was very liberating. Um, it's the end of it was the end of 08 so the world the stock market and the world was crumbling down oh yeah <laughs> all around us baby right and i was wondering what am i doing but uh, but just yeah i was sitting there and it was it was very liberating being able to put everything my full attention and focus into the business um i just went full on i started uh googling uh pet pet stores, pet boutique stores, and um, trying to get an appointment, just getting out there, got got in, in my car with my brochures, started approaching all these different stores and say, hey, you know, I have this product. Can uh, do, do you want to carry them, you know, and give them a discount to start? Okay, Athena, let's break in here for a second. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing your brochures. Are you bringing any samples as well? Yes. Okay, so let's do a little role-playing here. I'm going to be somebody that's at this really nice pet boutique shop. You're going to walk in, I'm going to be at the counter, and you're going to approach me with brochures and these doggy treats. Let's, let's have a talk. Okay, okay. All right, so um, I'm from Jack Boy's Dog Bakery. I'm the owner of Jack Boy's Dog Bakery, and uh, we have all-natural dog treats that uh, I think will fit well with your clientele. Wow, all natural. Well, we actually have some other all natural products here. How are yours different? Well, we're different because our treats are all made with uh, baked with olive oil or 100% olive oil and we do not use sugar. Uh, we Even the color you see on our treats are natural. They're all plant-based. When we say natural, we mean all natural. Some companies you see, they use uh, sprinkles with artificial uh, color. We don't. We we make our own sprinkles at our bakery. So talk to me about your bakery. Where is it located and how much can you actually produce out of this bakery at this current moment in time when you were first going to these few boutiques? I actually started at home. <laughs> yes. So that was your bakery. <laughs> that was my bakery. And, uh, and this is one lesson I've learned. You, you know, you sometimes you just have to get started and just do it. I mean, you know, I didn't have um, an actual store, didn't have an actual bakery. I had a website and a few products in my kitchen, and I went on with it. 
Talk to us about your first real major breakthrough. Take us to that moment and kind of walk us through exactly what that breakthrough was and what it meant for you, your mentality, and your business. Okay. My biggest big breakthrough actually wasn't that long ago. Um, it was probably a year ago where I Well, let me just break here for one second, Athena, okay. just so the listeners can really realize that you started in 2007. Uh-huh. And your biggest breakthrough came about a year ago in 2012. So that just shows all of the listeners and entrepreneurs out there, you need to be focused on your dream and willing to commit for the long term. And if you're willing to commit and not just give up or let all of the different challenges and obstacles weigh you down to the point where you do quit, great things can happen. So Athena, pick it back up one year ago. Right, absolutely. So a year ago, I was at a trade show, and um, it was one of the biggest trade show, uh, pet supply trade show, pet industry trade show in the United States. It was in Vegas. And uh, I made a contact with the um, VP of TJX Corporation, and she really liked the products but she didn't like the way it, it was packaged. She, pretty much there wasn't any packaging there. Um, so she said, you know, if you can improve on your packaging, you know, contact us, here's my card, and, uh, you know, we can talk. So that was Thursday. I went back after the show, got back Friday morning. And Saturday, I, I emailed her. I said, hey, you know, we developed this uh, new packaging, which I didn't have any packaging at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just said, okay, we got we came up with this new packaging. I think you love it. You know, I just need 10 minutes of your time um, to meet with you or your, uh, or your uh, assistant buyer. Um, and, and, you know, I, want, I just want to show you what we have. And um, soon enough, Monday morning, I got a call from one of her buyers and we set up a meeting. So that was amazing. And and just, you know, again, just roll with it. Just even though if you don't have what, you know, or you don't even know what you're going to do at a time, just move on. <laughs> just move on. So I love it. So what exactly did you do when you got that appointment from that fake packaging that you had? How did you go out and actually get this packaging that you wanted? What, did, what were your actions? So when, when I got the appointment on Monday, it was, uh, it was for the next, uh, I think it was four days away from that day. So I just went scrambling, looking for packaging from to, uh, you know, Michael's to see if they have anything that I can use, which they didn't. And then, and I just looked around. I had a few packaging already at the shop, at the bakery. So I just used what I have, uh, designed my labels right away. Um, and it looked great. I showed to all my friends and they all said they all look great. So I said, all right, let's put together a brochure and, went on with it. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I love that. That is just the kind of scrappiness that entrepreneurs need. I mean, you went out there, you didn't waste any time for her to forget about who you are or to forget about the quality and the fact that she resonated with you and your product. You went right back in there and said, hey, I have a solution. My team is fast. We're quick. I already have new packaging, which you didn't have. You got that appointment, which is all that matters. You scrambled. You made things happen. Right. And then you brought the new packaging to this assistant buyer. Take us to that meeting. What did that buyer say about that new packaging? Oh, I so I was about 45 minutes earlier 
then uh, the set appointment time, and I had all the products laid out. It was about seven, no, ten different bag of treats laid out on the table, all facing the door. And when they walked in, they said they have never seen such beautiful packaging. It's so wow. different from yeah, it's so different from anything else they have seen. So that was amazing. And one key thing is too, I prepared for the meeting. Um, I was reading this book called Retail Detailed. So it's key to also be prepared when you're approaching buyers of major stores, um, what they're looking for, what they will ask. So I already prepared myself with all the answers that I thought they might ask. So that really helped and calmed the nerves. <laughs> wow. Preparation is so key because let me paint a different picture for the listeners and for you, Athena. Mm-hmm. Like say that your appointment was at 10 o'clock in the morning, just for instance. Now let's picture instead of you getting there at 9.15, being all relaxed, setting up this entire beautiful display, being ready mentally and emotionally and physically for them to come in, for you to receive them, and then just to take control of that meeting. Let's picture instead another situation where it's exactly 10 a.m. They have arrived just two minutes prior and they've just sat down and then you come bustling in. You're not late. You're right on time, but you're a little out of breath. You have all the stuff in your hands. You're kind of laying it on the table. The first impression of you by these buyers is going to be like, wow, this person, I can't technically say that they were late. But I mean, wow, they weren't super prepared. They're coming in, they're out of breath, they're not really focused, they haven't composed themselves. Is this somebody that we want to work with? You did the opposite. You over-prepared and therefore you over-delivered. So if you can just in one sentence, Athena, sum up for Fire Nation, sum up one sentence of advice of this entire process that you went through from 2007 to this first moment when you had this big breakthrough, what is your major takeaway? Be resilient. Be resilient. Wise words. And at what point were you most resilient in this entire process? <laughs> Actually, I have to bring you back to the, the night after I quit my job. Um, that's... I actually lost half of the funds that I've saved up to go with the business full time. How did that happen? Well, according to my contract with the company, um, I have to stay for a period amount of time because they were paying for my lodging um, out in Mojave Desert. So I quit before that and uh, without really looking through the contract carefully, which uh, I would advise people to, to really look through contracts carefully. Um, so I've lost, I've lost half of that. And, and it was uh, just overnight, my dream was crushed before I even started. Um, that was a very low point for me. Um, but I pushed through that. And, you know, instead, I stuck to the bigger picture instead of Backing, taking back my job out of desperation of fear. So, <laughs> wow, that yeah. is the definition of resilience. Having half of all that you have taken away, no job, no steady income. I mean, man, you had to be resilient and pop back. So, Athena, let's move forward now. You have been working at Jack Boy's Dog Bakery now, your passion for over six years. You've been doing a lot of different things. Share with us at one point during this when a light bulb went off or you had this aha moment. Tell us about that and how did you turn that moment into success? Okay, yeah, it was um, 
See, it was when I visited a fa- chocolate factory in Florida. Um, the tour and the shop ignited a light bulb in me that um, I need to bump up my lifestyle part of the offering and differentiate the brand that way. We always have the motto, it's not just a treat, it's a lifestyle. But along the way, I just got caught up with all the other features of the treats, trying to compete with other people's. Um, but really, our treats is about lifestyle celebrating the moment um, with your dog. So so now our business uh, has become the dog birthday and special occasion celebration headquarter. I love that for so many reasons. You really had your niche. And at one point, you let yourself kind of drift away from that niche and not remain focused on your core values. But that light bulb moment kind of slapped you in the face and, and made you refocus on what your priorities were and what made you really special. So if you can just take away one clear lesson from that aha moment, from that light bulb moment, what would that be? Find your niche differentiate yourself try to find the differentiation that you can offer your customer and it sounded to me like your niche really resonated with you you felt it deep down that you know what we are going to be that moment that moment in time that's just special that's meant to be celebrated so i definitely commend you for sticking to that even if you drifted off course for a small time Sometimes even those drifting off courses are important because it really highlights how important it is to stay focused, to remain on your unique selling proposition. Absolutely. So, Athena, let's move forward now into your current business. It's 2013. A year ago, you had that major breakthrough. So things have been rocking and rolling since then. Tell us a couple of things that are exciting you right now about your business. We recently opened up our own uh, retail storefront and uh, experiencing the growth of number of people coming in uh, in the store week after week is exciting. Just being so close, selling directly to the end user, it's a totally different experience. Um, you get a lot of insight too on what the market wants that helps the business grow in the future too. You know, try, you know the trend, what they're asking for. Um, also, it's a vehicle for us to be closer to the community and giving back. So that's exciting. I love that. And if you could just share with us, what do you really see right now in June of 2013 as a trend that you're really excited about? Lots of people are celebrating their dog's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, we are building building more products to 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 meet that uh, that uh, hunger. Demand, yeah. Yes. yes. Well, this will be a perfect time for me to break in and tell my quick little doggy story because I don't even know when my dog's birthday is, and so this is very interesting. <laughs> but basically, I lived out here in San Diego from 2009 to 2011, and around 2010, I decided to go to a local dog shelter and rescue a dog, and so ended up getting this adorable little dog. I didn't. Nobody knew what his breed was when he was oh. born. How old? he was he was so flea ridden and just scared and terrified but I you know I took him home we cleaned him up we took him to the vet got all the medications rolling we named him Sir Diego which (laughs) he's very near and dear to my heart Uh, we still don't know how old he is exactly but we did get a DNA test done to see what kind of breed he was he ended up coming back as having six different breeds (laughs) I mean (laughs) I can name a couple of them he was like a a beagle a Scottish terrier a chihuahua and there's I mean there's like three or four more it was crazy I still have the certificate that has like all of his different breeds so 
I moved back to Maine back in 2011 and was working back there, but I was out of the home a lot because I was always on the road, traveling to appointments, at the office, what have you. I was a commercial real estate broker. And so this dog, he was just such a loving dog, but he has such separation anxiety. He hated being alone. So my grandmother started taking care of him. And lo and behold, she is now the sole care provider of Sir Diego. When I moved back to San Diego, I left him in her care. And he is really the light of her life. And it's just so happy to me, the one that you know, I saved him from the fate that was awaiting him, but number two, that now he is just providing this unbelievable spark in my grandmother and grandfather's life. So... I love dogs, and I'm going to have to come up with a birthday for him now and send him a birthday treat from your place. Yeah, yeah, that's a great story. (laughs) That's a great story. Speaking of stories, oh my gosh, I am freaking out right now. I have a two and a half hour drive tomorrow, and I just finished my last audiobook. Oh wait, I can just log into audible.com and buy another one. Whew. I speak from personal experience when I say audible.com is a great place to go to browse your favorite titles in tons of different genres. With thousands of titles available that both you and your family can enjoy, you'll be in audio heaven and your two and a half hours in the car will be much better spent. You can download individual audiobooks or sign up for the Audible Listener Program, which gives you book credits each month. Audible.com and Entrepreneur on Fire would like to thank you for listening to today's episode by offering you this. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. Ting, ting, ting. Ting, ting, ting. Shake your booty. Oh, sorry about that. I was just singing about my favorite new cell phone service provider, Ting. Ever heard of them before? With Ting, you choose from extra small through extra, extra large service levels for voice, text, and megabytes, which means you aren't hit with overage charges or penalties. All you do is pay for what you use. This also means Ting will credit your account if you use less than you thought you would. Now, how many mobile services will do that for you? Want more? All right. Ting offers great customer support, video tutorials, video startup guides, and active customer forums. Get all the tools you need to make the most out of your cell phone service. For a limited time, Ting is offering a $25 credit good towards a new device or towards services when you visit fire.ting.com. That's fire.ting.com. We've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think it's being too good at my job. (laughs) (laughs) I was good at making drone airplanes. Yes, that was too good. And it was extremely scary to give up a high paying, promising career. And there was a lot of temptation along the way too to, you know, go back to, you know, that high paying job and what I was doing for all those years. But um, yeah, just what was holding me back was being too good at my job. Just never had the courage to um, quit and, and, and do what I, you know, really wanted to do, which is have control over my own destiny, but finally did it. (laughs) Yes. And I know a lot of listeners can resonate with this because I was definitely there at one point in my life, but 
there's a certain kind of pride and you want your parents to, to respect what you do and to be able to tell their friends and friends of friends, like, my daughter is an aerospace engineer. Like, sounds a little more impressive than my daughter cooks doggy treats, whereas, <laughs> you know, the reality is you're an entrepreneur now, you run your own show, you run a business. Do you want to live your life just so your parents at a cocktail party can kind of smile and smugly say, my son is an aerospace engineer. <laughs> I've decided that's no longer important to me. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Athena, what's the best advice you've ever received? It's actually from Warren Buffett, uh, the Oracle, Oracle of Omaha. Love him. Yes, and uh, it is to build a moat around your business so that it's hard for your competitors to copy or tear down. Um, it can be in the form of customer care, product feature, or brand recognition. But that is very important, especially in, in what I do. You know, it, there's no real barrier to entry. Anybody with a kitchen can start the business. So it's about building a moat around that. That is hard for anybody to just copy. What's the best moat that you've built for your business? Um, I think it's the ingredients and the process we put into. For example, we don't take shortcuts in, in our, our uh, frosting and decoration like the sprinkles, we make our own sprinkles at the shop. We didn't just go out and buy any commercially made sprinkles. So it and it and customers see the difference. It's all natural. Um, again, you know, we really stick to that. What are all of your ingredients? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what <There's> many? <laughs> <laughs> what is something that's working for you right now? Social media and networking. Word of mouth is so important for us. Um, you know, whether from bringing the business directly to us online, um, at the store, or products at our retailers, that is so key. So, social media wise, for a dog treat baking company, what is the best social media tool? If you could only use one, which one would you use? Oh, we love Facebook. Facebook, all right. <laughs> yeah, we have customers, you know, posting pictures of their dogs with our cake or having a birthday party with hats on their dogs. It just gets other customers rolling and want to be a part of it. And it's just so much fun. Do you have an internet resource, Athena, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Well, we're pretty old school, but one I really like, it's uh, Elance. That's where we find help. Because, you know, as a small company, also as we're growing, sometimes you can't afford to hire a full-time employee. And also sometimes you just can't find, um, you know, the talent um, that you're looking for around, you know, close by. So uh, we went to Elance, um, right, for example, we, uh, we have one guy that does search engine optimization for us year-round. And also, um, we had a guy that developed the Apple and Android app for us uh, that does the dog safe, uh, food that's safe for dogs. So, Elance has been very helpful to us. I love me some independent contractors. Mm -hmm. So, Fire Nation, you can get the links to this resource and everything that we've talked about today at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Athena Yap. So, Athena, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Um, it would be by Howard Schultz. It's called Pour Your Heart Into It. Howard Schultz, he's the uh, founder of uh, or the CEO of Starbucks. And that 
book. It's a story about his journey from visiting Starbucks for the first time to taking it over um, his struggles, growth, and playing the leadership role. It's a great, great book on building a great company. Love that. Well, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. So, Athena, this next question's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So, take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Okay. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Hmm. Well, I hope they have dogs there in this new world. It's identical to Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So I will create a website um, with my best sellers to sell online. And also by building a website is setting a stage that we are a real company that will allow me to go out to approach uh, retailers and also um, major retailers and investors this time around uh, right away, um, next few days to get contracts. Um, that's the fastest way, not the easiest, but, but the fastest way to build a real business, not just a hobby. Mm. Well, Athena, from aerospace engineer to Jack Boy's dog bakery owner and entrepreneur, I have just really enjoyed your story as an entrepreneur. So thank you for sharing that. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. All right. Um, Parting advice is to find uh, a way to differentiate yourself and your business. Um, and, but also be mindful that that differentiation is what the customer wants and care about. Um, thank you for having me yeah. on your call. I do have a present, a gift for your listeners. So sweet. Yeah. And um, so I have this website set up. Uh, it's jackboy.bakery slash fire. And uh, we have a little gift for your listeners if uh, when they go in there. Well, I'm going to link that up in the show notes, jackboydogbakery.com slash fire. All of the resources, the book, everything we've talked about is going to be at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Athena Yap. This special gift, which I'm so excited to run to right now. Is it ready right now, Athena? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, I'm going to go run there right now. And this is before (laughs) this is even going live. So I'm going to be the first person in there. I'm so excited. Cool. (laughs) Athena, thank you for being so generous with your time, your experience, your expertise. Share with us the best place to find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, it is jackboy.bakery.com. And uh, such a pleasure to be on your show. Wonderful, Athena. Fire Nation, we salute you. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Fire Nation, you may have been hearing the buzz about Fire Nation Elite, and rightfully so. The path of an entrepreneur is lonely and scary, and Fire Nation Elite changes all that. I've created a two-minute video just for you at FireNationElite.com so you can find out exactly what our 100% support policy means. FireNationElite.com Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.